everyone and welcome to the spirituality podcast i'm my name is peace and i'm so excited about today's episode i came up with the idea to do kind of a character study on each of the zodiac signs and just each of the different aspects of astrology as a whole And to kind of kick it off, I wanted to do a birth chart reading, like a live birth chart reading for someone. Uh, And if it resonates with you, good. If it doesn't, oh well, you know, it's it's for one person. So yes. um, But before we do that, we're going to do our gifts of gratitude. Three things I am grateful for. I'm grateful for the sun. I am grateful for just like... I feel I feel the harvest. I feel like things picking up. I feel I love springtime. I feel the blooming of things, and I'm very excited for possibilities, new possibilities. Um, I'm also excited. I'm also grateful for people who <laughs> take the leap of faith and just trust me, <laughs> like my guest here has done, because um, it means a lot. When you, even when you guys listen to this podcast, it means a lot knowing that you guys trust my wisdom and trust my intuition and trust my guidance and like, yeah, allow me to show up in your ear every now and then. So last gifts of gratitude. I am grateful for change and knowing that change is the only constant. Very Gemini of me. But yeah. Very Gemini. My guest here. And I love it. Uh, is Maisha. Hello. You are a professor, an anthropologist. An anthropologist. I love anthropology. <laughs> oh my God. I do. Um, yeah. Many things. A Taurus. Your birthday is tomorrow. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, speaking of, you're going to be 34. So I, am, I am. I am. Um, I just see the little secrets here on this podcast. You know, we kind of we kind of just, just get lay it out there. Yeah. Uh, what are three things that you're grateful for that 33 has taught you? Oh, I want to be specific because you know you got birthday coming in, right? Um, transformation, mm. but uh, having the the so I'm grateful for transformation, but I'm also grateful for um, the life wisdom mm-hmm. to recognize when I'm in a moment of transformation, so that oh, I'm not huge. losing my. Can I curse? I'm not yeah. losing my shit. Like what's going on? Um, oh, that's his sometimes there's this energy of like stagnation um, and some people they they find themselves like in the moment of transformation or approaching a, a moment of transformation and they're they're grasping for for their connections for their friends and like what everybody what is everybody doing where are yeah. you going they're grasping for some support why something? is everybody yeah. leaving me and it's like it's not about you yeah. um, and I and now I'm more like appreciative of that like oh, okay and, and I feel um, the more I learn about myself through um, just self-study, yeah. what you're about to do for me now, which yeah. I've never done before, or I've never I'm had so someone excited. do that for me, um, I being aware, like tracking like the moon changes, mm-hmm. moon cycles, mm-hmm. and my feelings and emotions when those moments happen, when yeah. I'm about to move into like a pace of transformation, and people seem to just like disappear yeah. or they're not calling me as much yeah. i'm not getting as many text messages um people aren't looking at my like not as many people are looking at my stories because you know? <laughs> whether you admit it or not you look at those those viewer counts right you do 
And you want to see who is nosy? Who's in my business? Right. You know, I, so, so back to the first um, gift of gratitude about transformation, yeah. but being, um, bringing this wisdom, right? Becoming yeah. in the 33, about to be 34 years, being aware of like when I'm about to step into this moment, I lean heavily into that. Like I, I still catch myself yeah. kind of like wondering and then just take a deep breath and I'm like, I lean Trust in the you. opposite direction and I shut everything off. And I rest. And I'm like, this Very is what so I'm supposed right. to be doing right now. I'm not <laughs> supposed so to be I'm not supposed to be chasing after these people, like wondering what they're doing. Not that I do that anyway. Like yeah. I don't check anymore. Yeah. Um, but we definitely have a have a when we're what I feel like what it's very human that when we're going through moments that we wanna we wanna we wanna look for love. We wanna look for what's what's gonna make me feel the opposite of what I'm feeling yeah. in my current situation. And what's going to distract me, honestly. What, yeah, what are some what healthy distractions? People are very good distractions. Like, yes. they are great distractions. Like, where so, yeah, when you're, when you're aware that, like, oh, I'm going through something and I may not need to lean on those distractions as much, that is a, that is a gift. It also sounds like you're grateful for, like, another gift of gratitude is, like, resources. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people don't know the resources that they have available to them and, and coming to know them is a beautiful thing yes so let's see that's two three these are gonna be hard because like those two i've been leaning into a lot lately. yeah like transformations where are they coming um on the other side of that the um knowing when to like just put things down let it rest mm, walk away yes um knowing when to lean into the energy of of creation and transformation in a different way mm-hmm. and not you know this is happening for me or i need to pause like when it's time to press play and and even fast forward a little bit and like hurry things along like um because you know when you're in the middle of of trying of trying to create or get yourself to another moment i don't know of development or transformation in your own life that those pauses can come and then it's like this is not the time to be signing contracts this is not the time to right. be looking for things and right well like, oh, shit it's like in the middle of these conversations <laughs> we're not there yet you yeah. know people can drag their feet so as a taurus it mm-hmm. takes me a minute to build up my momentum yes i build up my momentum and then the universe is like wait wait, wait. yeah retrograde yeah. coming up wait i'm oh. not ready that kind of thing so um knowing there's a time and place for everything is very important that is extremely important for sure yeah and i always feel like there's as you talk about transformations and knowing when you're in a transformation i i I firmly firmly believe that when we talk when we say the statement as above so below that statement includes everything it includes nature it includes the stars it includes the planets it includes the air we breathe Mm -hmm. um everything is a reflection of everything like and it's funny i was on mushrooms like maybe three two two years ago three years ago and I was in the middle of the ocean and I anytime I do mushrooms like on my ride up on my like ride up my trip I like always listen to um Lauren Hill's miseducation and I was in the middle of the ocean and I feel like the ocean like gave me this understanding I'm also a cancer moon so I get a lot of my power from water um I was like oh everything is everything like I got it it clicked I was like wow this is it's a it's a really beautiful moment um but I say that to say that astrology is a really good indicator of where we are, mm-hmm. where we're going, and where we've been. Um, and, and I always like to tell people, 
astrology is not a belief system it's not like religion um it's 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 like that's like saying i believe in i don't believe in spanish like it's a language either you understand the language or you don't and i'm so grateful that you trusted me to dissect and interpret the language of your life oh i'm here I'm we are here. here for it we are here for it so i want to let people know because astro- wherever you're starting in astrology this is a very good i would say podcast to listen to because we're going to talk about as much as we can um, <laughs> I also want to say I am a Gemini, so my mind jumps around. I'm a Cancer Mercury, so I flow. My my communication style is more flowy. It doesn't always follow the same path. So hopefully that's not distracting. I'm going to try to tie as much together as possible. Well, the thing about everything being everything is even if it flows, like... It's all connected. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all gonna. A, it's a different iteration of a or a different iteration of the same concept. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. Yeah, and I I, I firmly believe that like what's meant to be understood to you will be understood, and that you need it. <laughs> this this will always be here for you to like go back and listen to. Um, so astrology is like science. There's many different facets and aspects of astrology. There's whole sign, which is what I'm currently studying. I'm also studying equal, but I'm more adept in whole sign. Um, there's also tropical and sidereal. Tropical takes everything in the relation from the planet of the sun. Um, and then as you can see, we have your north node, your south node, your Chiron, we're going to show all aspects, all transits to all your um, planets and your and your uh, asteroids. And then we have some of the asteroids also. So we have your Lilith, your Vertex, your Chiron, your Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta. I'm learning about Juno, oh Vesta, Pallas. So I can, I'm going to read it, those to you, like what I have. Um, and Juno's then my friend. We'll I'm trying to make sure it. my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people say um, your Venus is what you want, what you desire, but your Juno is what you need in a partner. So let's get into it. Let's look at this chart. Um, That's a good baby name. Juno. Juno. That reminds me of that movie. The movie Juno. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she knows. Um, So here we are. Where should we start? Okay. So as you can see, I'm going to go around the wheel and kind of list where everything is, and then we'll break it down. Okay. Um, and then you you have questions, so we'll kind of I'll show you where these questions are answered. Okay. Um, your first house is in Cancer. You are a Cancer rising. Your second house is in Leo. Your third house is in Virgo. Your fourth house is in Libra. Your fifth house is in Scorpio. Your sixth house is in Sag. Your seventh house is in Capricorn. Your eighth house is in Aquarius. Your ninth house is Pisces. Your tenth house is Aries. Your eleventh house is Taurus. Your twelfth house is Gemini. All right, so where should we start? I'm always like, whenever I get a new chart, it's like, ooh, where to go, where to go? I want to talk about your sun because that's probably what you resonate with the most. Um, okay. So you are a Taurus sun with, with your sun at eight degrees. You have Jupiter, uh, Mercury, you have Jupiter, Mercury, and then what is this? At? Juno in Taurus, all in your 11th house of groups and associations and the people who, and the larger community who comes and helps you with your work, with your career, with your vision. It's an, it's, it's a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It comes after your 10th house. So it's going to follow this quarter, this kind of supportive role from your 10th house, right? So this is kind of where this, this energy is ignited for you. My God. It's funny how you said. Let's talk about that as an, as an INFJ, as an introvert. Right. Which is interesting. So, cause it's like, yeah, you're, you, it's so funny 
because every every person's chart that I read, there's always some some joke that the universe has played on like how we have to deal with relationships. Because I feel like for most of us, we're not relationship people. We like to think like, oh, I don't really need people. I'm good on my own, right? But all of our charts are set up to like have to work with people and have to deal with people. And yours are in your 11th house. Um, Mm -hmm. Yours are based on building though. So you are more so, you're not focused on coming. You're not really focused on coming into a space that's already built. You're more so focused on building from the ground up with someone. You like to be able to enter your own, processes and kind of like enter have your own authority and your own way of influencing the building of something right and as long as you're able to play that role it's very abundant for you you do that very well jupiter's here and jupiter's like i will give you all the light and it and it it's some depending on how you interpret conjunctions right some people do within five degrees some people do within a degree um but your sun and your jupiter are pretty they're so close to each other your jupiter is at 11 degrees your sun is at eight they're so close to each other that they amplify each other as long as you are moving in your power as long as you have rest and food and people listen to you and you also don't do not feel rushed that is important (laughs) you work best and you also bring the best of yourself the best the best of the best of yourself um and tourists in general are big about quality so when it comes to anything that you do with other people a you gotta love it you gotta love the, you gotta love you have to have an affinity for the greater whole that you're attached to you're not just gonna enter yourself into something that you do not feel connected to oh, that you yeah. do not feel like oh my god this fits me they need me right like you're that's just not you or even um, if it makes sense logically. Right. Like if my heart's not there, I don't Yeah, care if your heart's not there, it's just not going to happen. Um, and because it's right on your Juno, you you can't even relate. Like, literally your Juno and your Venus are conjunct, which means they are mm-hmm. on top of each other. <laughs> um, so your Juno, which is funny, which is to say what you desire is also what you need. Um, you desire a space where you can co-create be right where you can co-create where you can kind of work at your own pace where you can work independently but where you're also valued that's big for you you do not stay in places where you're not valued you do not bring the best of yourself to places and to environments and to communities where you are not valued if you do not see a value that you can bring you're not going to answer yourself we should have done this before my job interview last week (laughs) we should have that would be nice if you have a job interview coming up and you want me to like help you give you talking points based on your birth chart i totally have you um yeah so 11th house is like but with 11th house i also would say that tauruses because they're not they're fixed signs so they're not really gonna go after something that they don't they're more so like i'm gonna wait for what's for me to come to me, which is why they move at a different pace than everyone else. They're just not in a rush to get to whatever they say they want. Um, as long because they're big on value, they're big on like it has to be of the greatest. It just has to be pure. Like they don't like to yes. do shit for money. They don't like to do shit for like show. They don't like to 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 get a com- to be in a company where they're getting paid a lot of money, but that money is just to show that they're making a lot of money. Like they want to be making a difference more than making money. Like yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'm not gonna say that money's not important to them. Tour. I've never met a broke tourist in my life. <laughs> they don't do broke well. Um, Tauruses are are all about their possessions. They're all about their values. They're all about what they have. They're all about their luxuries and their comforts. So of course money is a thing money has to reflect their value 
That's a fact. You need money but to that's create. Not there. It's a resource. Right. It's the resource. The resource. That's a great, that's a great way to say it. And that's a good way to say it. Because Tauruses do look at what they have as their resources, as opposed to a Leo looks at what they have as their identity. Totally different energies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with your Juno here, I would also say if you give into your desires more, because inadvertently you're going to find ways to expand your points of pleasure. I think Juno is... I, I'm still learning a lot about the asteroids, but what I have come to know about Juno is it is all about being whole and finding pleasure in myself and in who and in my value and in what I bring and in my and in my independence. Juno's like, I don't really need you to make me whole. I'm whole like this and <laughs> loving that and and bringing that to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you need that in return. You're like, I need someone who has staying power who understands building something who understands um that money is a resource you like you don't like people who like showboat you don't like people who like lean into their designer stuff you're like yeah the luxuries are nice but what are they doing right what do they do well tourists are all no no tourists are (laughs) tourists check their bank account like every Every day day, because they're all about what do i have where they wake up like where my stuff at (laughs) where are my things I want to make sure they're still here. I know I checked yesterday, but I'm checking again because today's a new day. And they might have up and walked away. Have any more Someone things? might have taken them. Like, they're... <laughs> have any more things coming right. overnight while I was living? Right. Tauruses are big on, on their possessions. They're big on, I won't say hoarding. They're big on holding for an appropriate moment of use. Oh, Which raining. is why they also move... Yeah, they move... They're also like, I'm not pressed. But... They're they're big on experiences. Tauruses are big on aesthetics. So Tauruses do they they're good at saving money because they want usually what they want is very expensive. <laughs> um, they don't really have a cheap taste. They're not not cheap taste. They're all about the quality of things. They're like I'm gonna pay for the quality of what I want. I'm not gonna jip myself. So they they understanding that element of themselves. They are naturally gonna be people that make sure they have the things to indulge in who they, what they want and who they are. So in the beginning, it sounded like I might have a little bit of an addictive personality, like I could become an addiction. Well, yeah, because Tauruses are, they're they're immovable. mm. Tauruses are are the most, they're some of the most, they're one of the most immovable, like earth signs, all the earth signs are immovable in their own way. But Tauruses are definitely immovable. They're definitely stubborn. They're definitely like, I spent $200 on this shirt and it ripped. I'm keeping this fucking shirt or I'm going to someone to fix this shirt. Like they're very... They they don't do change well. They oh. don't do like oh I have this now I'm gonna get rid of it. They 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 they're really big into like this is me and this is what I have and this is what I've had for years and this is you know and I may get more stuff but I've had this stuff for a while and I remember exactly where I was when I got it and like yes there's a story yeah they're kind of having it just to have it's everything holds more weight for them the be- depth of the experience because they care about quality yeah come on yeah. please look at everything look at holds me. more weight. Yeah, I love that. Um, so here's the thing. Your Venus uh-uh. and your, um, sorry, yeah, your Venus and your Juno are making an opposition to Pluto and Scorpio. Pluto is at home in Scorpio. Pluto is kicking its feet up. Pluto's like, I will burn this whole shit to the ground Down. if you need to transform because I can do that. 
You know, on another sign, Pluto may, may not have that gusto because it's not at home. Right. But when it's in Scorpio, it has no problem burning, like, on even on accident. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't really think that serves you. I'm going to burn it. Like, they, it's just there. So there's always this opposition between, oh, my God, I really, really have this affinity for something and I get attached to it. And then here comes Pluto and now it's gone. Oh, my God, I meet this friend and I'm really, really attached to him. I thought this organization was going to last. And then it dissipates. And you're like, what the fuck? You Did know? I do that? But that's Pluto saying that shit wasn't, wasn't, gonna, wasn't gonna stay anyway. Or it may it may be I got into something. I'm into this organization. I, I got into this community. I'm bringing my value and my assets to to this community, and then I find out that I'm being exploited, and I find out that I'm being used, and I find out that I'm being whatever. And it feels like this very heavy heaviness that just comes in yeah. almost as almost what feels like as like a sabotage. Mm. but it's not it's just there to sh- to maybe bring you something that you right to do what it does <laughs> to, to say yeah that's light and good but here's the darkness like <laughs> these people do not really fuck with you girl like you know so but it's there to show you okay now what have i learned Ugh. you know so whenever those moments happen for you and because it's an 11 degrees at scorpio it's always going to be around the 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 overall vision you know, it's going to be very expansive. It's not very short-sighted. If it's going to if it's going to uproot and disrupt something, the way it's going to do it is going to be with your broader vision, with the horizon in mind. With like, oh, I'm not looking about like, oh, if you leave this company, then you're out. I'm looking at like, okay, if you leave this company, then you'll have then you'll then you'll be open to maybe ending up on this far off place, right? But we got to cut this shit right here, you know? So that's kind of how Pluto moves. And like I said, it's in Scorpio, so it's pretty comfortable. Um, it's also about showing you where your power lies. So a lot of times Pluto going to come in to be like, Mm-mm, you're giving away too much power, girl. Way too much power. I did not really think you should be giving away that much power. That's Pluto. And it's going to do it in ways where like, maybe sometimes you feel taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes you feel like, you're not listened to, but then when someone else says the same thing as you, it resonates. Like, these are ways that in, in community aspects where, or in, like, groups or in friendships, or it may seem like, you know, things are falling apart or people are not getting along or, like, there's just not a cohesive working environment and you're coming in to fix it, but everyone else sees you as the attacker. Everyone else attacks you. Everyone else is like, why the fuck are you? You know, who the fuck are you? Like, it, it, it has an adverse effect to what you want, but it's all about showing you where your source of power lies. Oh, yeah, no, it's so easy to walk away. Yeah. Child, I will disappear in a exactly. minute. Exactly. <laughs> the minute you oh. don't love it, bye, you know? Um, but also be aware of not, because you do have a tendency to kind of lean towards your pleasure because that's just where you find yourself, find your source of power at that sometimes you oh that's comfortable though can be you can be a bit adverse to the transformation which may make it hurt sting a little bit harder you know like if you're kind of more open to like you said you're understanding transformation that's pluto all up in your life being like okay now you get it you get it now cool (laughs) cool so you're gonna stop fighting me and you're just gonna let me fuck up your life cool it's gonna be good though in the end oh Um, that's when it becomes fun yes it becomes fun yeah and i feel like with the birth chart in general it's all about learning the learning your planets get comfortable with them become friends with them the the quicker the better you get them on your side they're on your side to begin with we just tend to be we tend to fuck shit up and think everything is against us so the quicker you realize okay these things are helping me let me flow with them the easier it'll be the adversities will still be there you'll just be more aware of how to manage them and more aware of what they are and how they're there to serve you manifesting with and through adversity it's not happening to me it's happening for me exactly 
And when I'm burning, that's down, literally that this opposition. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Yes, it may feel like it's in direct, like opposition of me because it is. It may feel like, damn, I, I wanted this. I was really set on working with this company, and I got in, and now they treat me like shit. Like what the fuck? It may feel like uh, something that's a force that's always like pushing against you, trying to hold you back. It could also feel like something holding is holding you back. Um, or, or preventing you from from implementing yourself into a greater whole. You may feel like a lot of your work is done by yourself or you do a lot of your work independently. Oh, yeah. But it's also just a matter of finding a space that allows you to, that allows that transformation to happen within and not without, if that makes sense. But like in a in a group though, right? Because yeah, these are your these are your larger these are your larger groups. So it's all about finding an organization that allows you to grow and that allows you to find your voice and allows you to find your power and doesn't try to mold you according to how they want you to use your power and how they want to use your voice and how they want to use your assets. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Finding someone who's not going to exploit you but like give you what you need to grow and thrive and also be there to kind of support you and allow you to do your your job um that's a big thing for you it's like (laughs) i i think that's what you should think about whenever you are looking at bringing your work to be a part of a greater whole is are they gonna let me shine and you you'll know you'll know if these are people who are like dimming your light or like and and what's funny is when your light is dimmed so is your abundance oh if, if you're I mean, in a I place burn it down so I can where it okay. you cannot shine, you are in a place where people are going to hold you back monetarily, financially, and in and, and abundance and in growth ways. So it is okay. important that you are in a place where you can be be you, be the light, and, and be bold and be bright and be vibrant and, and bring what you have to the table. You're really good at planning. You're really good at managing finances. I think that should be something you should explore Um in a greater organization, it's like maybe you could help a, help someone manage their money or like... I should go work for the IRS, right? Forensic accounting. Yeah, something where you have to deal with where things are going, where they're coming from, where they're going, what they're, how they're being spent, how they're being used, are, is, are they being used in the best ways? Um, so this is like someone, maybe someone who like... Well, how might this manifest in education? In, the in education? In higher ed. Because it's very much group yeah. setting. Very much, in higher ed, very much research um my own research mm-hmm. so a lot of times it's yeah it could be managing resources managing archiving archival work that is someone that is 11th house stuff archive someone like who deals with the archive the the preservation of things yeah um that's very or and even not even things the preservation of ideas the preservation of resources which can also be thought of as knowledge yeah. the preservation of something because um, what draws me to staying in, in higher ed is the ability to transform minds yeah. um, for the future that yeah. I want to see. <laughs> like, that's, like I can be hands-on in this because but I also, educated these people. As we move on to your 12th house. <laughs> okay. 12th house is vision. Your 12th house is in Gemini. Your 12th house is vision. Intellect. Um, <laughs> secrets. <laughs> Uh, it could also be the things the things that's like are just outside of your reach. You're like, I, I want I see that for myself, but I don't really see how. Let's talk about I secrets. See, <laughs> yeah, it could be like the people who you have behind your back. Um betray not really betrayal, betrayal's more eighth house. But twelfth house is just like the hidden realm. So when you talk about I'm wondering if I want to stay in education, I like that I could transform minds. Twelfth house is saying you don't have to limit yourself to one path, it's Gemini. There's mel- there's multiple ways to solve a problem. There's there's multiple ways to skin a cat. There's multiple ways, and you're probably better at at 
spreading your resources. Don't don't say so. Tauruses are very fixed. They're very, this is my mission. I'm going to stay on this mission. Geminis are like, okay, this is my mission, but also this one is. And then this one over here is. And then like somehow they're all going to connect. I don't really know right now, but give me a second. Like trust your yes. curiosity to take you where you want to go. Because know that when you get there, A, you're going to grow. You're not going to go nowhere where you ain't growing. Like that's just, the, the Taurus in you is just not going, it's, it's not going to happen. Right. But also you're not going to be anywhere where you don't love it, where you don't find a love, an affinity, a joy, a whatever. So trust yourself to go, to be free. Don't be so Lost. this step, that step, next step. Be like, okay, this is a step. Okay, well, I kind of want to go over there now. Okay, well, I'm going to go over there. And then I'm going to come back if I need to. You know, like allow, trust, trust that wherever you go, the work will get done. Um, and with your Chiron and Gemini, right kind of near your, I mean, it's not, it's not, the your Chiron and your Ascendant are far apart because your Ascendant's in Cancer, but they're far apart enough to where they're not really the power is not permeating super close to each other. But you may find that when you deal with this, it will change how you are naturally. When I deal with my Chiron, when you deal with your Chiron, so your Chiron is your wounded mean? warrior. Okay. Your Chiron, I like to say, is what killed you in your last life and oh, what okay. you were here to heal in this life. Um, so your Chiron is in Gemini. You, hey, you play too many games. Do I now? Oh. Yeah, in your last life, you were a super trickster. You were super, like, you just play too much. Oh, Taurus, Taurus must have tempered that. You and just the secret, play too much. That must be the secret. Yeah. Right? Well, and, you, like, you, have to get close you to maybe gossiped that. a lot in your past life. And in this life, you're learning how to use that overactive energy in ways that empower you, in ways that allow you to use your mind. That's a, that's a big thing for you. You're, um... I think I got these switched. Yes, I did. This is your, oops, this is your Mercury. Your Mercury's in Taurus, so we're going to go back to that. Your Venus, sorry, everyone. Venus is in it's Gemini. It's in Gemini. Yeah. Your Venus is in Gemini. I got those backwards. Um, I always be forgetting the horns. The horns are Mercury's. Okay. Your, <laughs> yeah, but even that, like your with your Mercury being with your Juno, you what you need is, is someone and is a greater environment, a greater whole that allows you to express yourself, that allows you to use your mind, that that trust you. Like you don't want you don't want to work somewhere where you'll tell some where someone will come to you and you'll tell them what to do and then they won't take it. Maybe that's, that's not really. Maybe that's why I'm an educator. <laughs> but also Taurus is like they have this dis the the this dista this detached nature to where if you don't take it, they don't care, but they are low key annoyed. They are like, bitch, next time I may not give you the advice you're looking for. Because obviously you don't oh, trust yes, my yes. mind. You don't yes. trust what I'm telling you. You don't trust my intellect. That is huge. You need a place where your intellect is trusted, where people, where you can build relationships with people, but also not really, your intellect is not dependent on the relationship. It's not right. holding up the relationship. It's a place where you can express and expand your mind which is probably why you're in academia yeah i want people um, to be their best self yeah if you don't take my advice and i do see that going another way which is not to say that i know work. all the right reasons, right but going another way is not only not gonna work but it's it's going to cost you something like it's gonna take right. a bite out of you yeah <laughs> um sometimes i'll hang around and watch and then come back and i'm not gonna be like that i told you so but i'll come yeah. back and like it's okay. Life happens. Mm -hmm. And I hope you But in your head, you're it. definitely like, I told you so. <laughs> you're definitely like, eh, you know, if you would have just listened. Well, no, the sad, the, the sad in return has gotten me, like, yeah. open me up. I'm not, not so much Can't that person open. anymore. It's just like, yeah. fuck. You could have avoided it, but, you know, here we are now. What do we do going forward? But then there's the other side of me that's like, this is going to take a bite out of you, and I don't want to be nowhere near the fallout. Yeah. So I'm going to go this other way. <laughs> but then there's also people 
that um that I'll see they're they're not ready for that, and so what's gonna happen mm-hmm. is gonna happen whether Regardless. I say something or not, yeah. and so um, those folks, I'm just like I say a little prayer for you, right? And then keep my distance or go yeah. another way because because I'm going to want to help. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, Tauruses want to be in places where they can bring their value. They, period. They don't want to be nowhere where they're just there just to be there. Like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What purpose am I serving? Like, these are questions Tauruses have wherever they go. And when you're in a greater whole, that's, those are the questions. Why am I here? Why am I here? What am here? I doing? Oh, um, but with your Gemini, and your Venus and Gemini, uh, you have a lot of interest. Maybe you shouldn't be so pigeonholed with yourself. You have so many things that you want to try, that you want to do, and maybe you can do those in academia. Maybe, you know, academia will help you explore avenues to do that. Oh, academia has um, all the resources. Yeah. Monetary. But lean human. into that. Oh. Lean into your curiosities and your interests and your loves because ultimately they're, they are a part of your vision. And it can also feel like sometimes you don't know what you like. Like sometimes it's like, I don't really know. Because it is the hidden realm. It is things that are just outside of your reach. Oh, I, I, I know a little bit about that, but I'm not really sure I have the skills to do it. You know, so lean more into that curiosity because in some way by you just leaning, by you using that overactive energy that probably was your downfall, that probably was a little bit reckless in your previous life, by you using that to aid in your vision and in your understanding, that's also a big thing, is wherever you go, you're going to gain knowledge. Trust that. Even if it's like, because, and here's the thing with Tauruses. Tauruses are all about, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to stay there for a while. <laughs> I ain't going to come back. Like, that, no, so no. it could be hard. Sometimes when I say trust your, like, just go off on your curiosities, that could be hard for you to conceptualize because you're like, but what am I doing when I go over there? How long am I going to be there? Am I going to learn a lot? Like, and it's just like, just go. You may go and find a piece of information and then come back. But the information is what, you, the key, because it's in Gemini. The information is is the juice. Where that information comes from is based on how far you allow yourself to go, how far you allow yourself to lean into your curiosities, how far you allow yourself to lean into your pleasures and your desires. And it also, it, this is also someone who gets restless, who gets bored really easily. This is someone who says they love skating last week and this week they're over. Oh my God, I have these three-month addictions. <laughs> yes. Yes, that, addictions. That's, it's very micro-obsession. Micro I'm a Gemini son and I have so many micro-obsessions, so many, but they only last for like, yeah, two months maybe. And I, I never return. My, my mom, who is a Virgo, she's yeah. like, you, you have these 90-day addictions. Yeah. And it's with food, the yeah. finest of foods, by uh-huh. the way, not just... Yeah, because tourists are all about the best of the best. Not like gushers and fruit loops, like fruit loops, like um like um what are those god why does the name escape me um i don't know some french pastry or whatever mm, but i'll, I'll scones so these, croissants all of that but, but macaroons but foods, yeah oh my god okay but i never return to them yeah so i don't oh, know yeah. that Once maybe you a, exercise it out of your body you're over it yeah and mom's like you're gonna run out of shit to eat you're the way that it. you do these 90 day edition you and i don't but also your them. your fifth house of pleasure um oh excuse me your fifth house of pleasure is in scorpio so in some way you're like i just gotta exercise this thing this this urge out of my body and then i'm over it and then i'm done and will never return not in this life yeah yeah it's kind of like i'm gonna bury this little hidden thing that i did and that i enjoyed and then i'm probably never gonna go back to it i'm never gonna remember that it was there i just know that i did it you know which has made it hard for some people to like buy gifts yeah like for sure because because what will happen is they'll buy a gift for you and then it'll be at Goodwill. 
then they're like, but I bought that for you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it when I needed it. And then when I didn't need it anymore, I got rid of it. Um, yeah. But that is, that is, you are a cancer ascendant. So what you have an emotional attachment to is going to say. Things that are just to be used will be used and discarded. Things are, that are to be preserved will be preserved. Oh, that's good. You hear that, folks? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, with deliberate your, about with your <laughs> deliberate about There's whether a, you're yeah, here or not. Period. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Tauruses are very deliberate about everything. Um, they they kind of move off of deliberation. <laughs> it hurts sometimes though, because sometimes you know yeah. you you cut things off without being before before the flower has flowered, right? Yeah. So it's like it wasn't done showing me what I needed to see. Yeah. But also like the moment has passed. <laughs> Exactly. Damn, we should have stuck around just two days longer. Just a little bit longer. It's okay though. Yeah, with your Chiron and Venus, you can heal a lot of your you can heal a lot of your mischief, a lot of your overactive mind, a lot of your how um, overactive Peace, energy, how? a lot of your curiosities by just leaning into love, leaning into enjoyment, leaning into pleasure, leaning into rest, leaning into good foods, leaning into great experiences, leaning into bomb ass conversations. The twelfth house is also super like very deep philosophical intellectual conversations but i also would say that when you do have conversations with people because it is um in your 12th house there it could feel and you could feel a sense of like there's something you're not telling me all the time yeah. all the time with yeah everybody. that's 12th house gemini that's that's like, like how do i you, you, you give you gave me this knowledge but there's a reason you didn't give me the other piece you know you're very uh there's always going to feel like there's something someone's holding back from you which is why you have to ask questions which is why you probably need to go and explore because you may find that you may become well versed in this subject that they're trying to hold withhold from you that you're already knowledgeable in right that you can you can expose so many more realms when you explore yeah right you're not blinded by the information because you've been exposed to the information instead of overwhelming people by right. trying to get to their core essence exactly. that they don't even have the language to articulate yeah. yet or aren't ready to um yeah. reveal it's it's fine there's also another thing um gemini's are the messengers so it could be like i'm here to deliver a message about someone that they don't see about themselves i'm here to give them a hard truth i'm here to um Aww. people may also come to you and bring you hard truths that you may not see but when you sit back and look at it you actually are like okay yeah i can see that um but in the moment you probably don't see it i appreciate it like, when it I happens no idea don't. right it you don't appreciate it but you're like i have no idea what you're talking about i don't see that um <laughs> when you sit back you'll you'll be able to understand um so i'm not all that stubborn you know? just you just don't get your props in the moment like yeah. i'll go away and be like they were right yeah yeah. Which I do tell people, like, you're not wrong. You're, you're saying I'm wrong. right. I'm like, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's a lot between right and wrong, but you're not on the wrong end of the spectrum. So you still, you talked a lot about leaning into, can we can we do North Node or do we still need Yeah. To? No, no. We don't want to go around. Like, like, we can jump around. Because um, we. I just want to start there. Uh, we don't have to go in order. We can kind of jump around. Your North Node is in Pisces in your ninth house. It is so interesting because... Ninth house is ruled by Sag, which is an expanse, which is all about expansion. And fire, and Pisces is and not. And Pisces is about, but Pisces is the water Sag. What? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Pisces are, they're, they're, they're the, they're the expansive water sign, just like Sages are the expansive fire signs. They're always thinking about the big, the greater good. And your mission in life is to be a part of the greater good, to find a unification between who you are 
and the communities that you can serve, whether that be whatever, whatever facet of society touches you to your core that you feel deeply like, I feel that. That's kind of where your destiny is in some way. Family. Uh, so with it being in Pisces, Pisces are very blunt. Are they now? <laughs> they're extremely blunt. Um, oh. How yeah, do I lean into that? Blunt. Wait a minute. How is that? Being clear. Being clear about what you want. Being clear about what you don't want. Being clear about where you do care and where you don't care like pisces are really clear about what they do and don't give a fuck about like they are they're not gonna waste because there's like in their mind they're like there's so many other things to worry about like they're, yes. they are literally when i think about the water signs i break it down like this i imagine you're sitting on a beach and you have your cancer your cancer are the waves on the ocean your Pisces is literally the entire horizon. They're like, I am all of this, right? <laughs> and your Scorpios are literally like the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the ocean. So when you think about Pisces, Pisces is like, why would I worry about this little bit of water right here when literally there's so much else? Like, they don't, so they, they really are clear about what they do and don't give a fuck about. Now, now they may they may give to the wrong thing to realize they don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, they don't always know what they do and don't give a fuck about. They may have to like trial and error. Right. Right. Um, but ultimately they want, they feel like there's so much bigger things to deal with, to take care of, to think about, to, to exhaust your resources and, and who you are on. They're very, they're also dreamy. They're very dream ass. They're very vision oriented. Uh, which is probably why they're like, they don't think small. They're not your small thinkers. They often are the ones that use language that is just so deep mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, this is like, I follow you, but this is not a normal, like, <laughs> we are, we are so deep in language. That's the Pisces. They just are comfortable there. They're comfortable making you think outside of what you normally would do. Um, they're also a bit... They just spit it out. Come on. They can be a bit um, elusive. Ooh. Like they'll make you think that something is something, but it's not that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I don't. I'm. I'm still trying to unpack. What I think. I feel like that's something Neptunian about them because they're ruled by Neptune. So they're all about the visions and the dreams and the ideals and. And all of the big things, right? The biggest of the biggest. That's what they're all about. Uh, so like some multiverse type, like it's an option, but there's this other option. There's it's not quite concrete yet, but there's yeah. There's this vision of this thing, and it's clear, and it may be yeah. it may be so clear that you think it's real, but like wake up. There we go. Yes, they they <laughs> they succumb to illusion and delusion like nobody's business look but don't so touch. pisces death with a with a ninth house sorry let's yeah. let's with your sorry north node in pisces you could really feel like sometimes you could you could live and believe so heavily in your own delusions that you don't you don't have a concrete way to go after them like you'll believe so heavily that you're here to solve world hunger that you just live in the belief that that's what you're here for, but you don't actually do anything about it, right? Because okay. you're so heavily in the delusion of it that you can't come down and be like, okay, now what do I do? Oh, that's you know, no, it's a and this can be with anything. 
it doesn't have to be with like that specific name but it's anything related to like travel oh my god i feel like i've been there i feel like i've done that i feel like i know what that is and you've n- i feel like i, I know about asian culture and you've never been there <laughs> i feel like and and really pisces are the feelers they are the ones that be, what they feel is the truth that is period point blank which is why pisces will argue you down about something in their core they feel is right or they feel is the truth and you're like but that ain't that and you can give them all the facts in the world and they'll be like but i just feel they're the ones who find truth in their emotions so heavily that they rely on them like yeah uh, and it's not a bad thing i think that's actually a superpower i think it can be a bad thing when they don't when they can't compartmentalize them in ways that allow them to function because Pisces are people who will succumb to their feelings and they will, they can be, their feelings can debilitate them because they're so overwhelming and they allow them to overwhelm them. They don't feel the need to like pull it back and, and figure it out. They allow, I just want to feel and like that's really Piscean. Um, so with knowledge, with greater knowledge, anything that you want to learn, you have to feel in some way is going to serve you. Yeah. You don't just go learning things for the sake of knowing it. Like, and your pipe, your Gemini may, your Gemini may be like, oh, I read an article, I'm curious, but the depth <laughs> and the expansion to what, you, to how much you you take in of that will depend on a is this going to help me in my mission? Right. Is this going to align with my work? Is this going to is this a piece of information I need in my tool belt? It's so funny. That's um, the logic of how I uh, make assessments about where I'm going. Right. Ah, right. And what I consume, media. But you're more so worried about yeah. how does this make me feel. Yeah. Does this information make me feel affirmed? Does this information feel like it's real? Or does it feel like someone making up bullshit? You don't really need to a hundred fucking sources to tell you if it's fake or not. You really will be like, nah, this feels like crap. It's crap. Like, and there could be a 20 sources that get, say it's legitimate. But you're like, nope, it feels like bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, that's kind of how... Oh, then I go on the hunt for that. <laughs> for the thing to prove it. Right. That's kind of how you function with that. Okay. What else? I want to talk about Ceres, Cirrus, um, but I'm going to refer to my resource because, like I said, I'm still studying the asteroids. More knowledge. You know. Let's expand. I, I'm, I feel like it's also really, really healthy to know, to let people know what you don't know. Like, I don't think that we're meant to know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important to learn by doing. Yeah. And I, I feel like you can educate someone else. So here's what, we, here's what I know about Ceres. Ceres is the first asteroid that was discovered on New Year's Day of 1801, and it remains the largest. Wow, that's, that's saying something. The largest asteroid takes up your ninth house, which probably the strongest aspects of yourself are how far you can go. How? What does it mean? I don't understand. The where you find your greatest source of power, your greatest okay. source of, of this is where, why I'm here, is in how far you can expand. Is in how, how where can I go? And who can I, who can I share this knowledge with? Let me give you an example. So my reach. In, right. In the but you're all about like, I got this information. Can I go to Europe and share this? Like, you're really like, let me go far. I need, I need to go stand on the mountaintop and let everyone Everybody, know. Yeah. Right, like that's the that's but that's a strong aspect of you. Like yeah. it doesn't get dimmed. It's kind of like it's the biggest. It's the largest. It's, and it's your. It's right, not conjunct your your midhaven, which is your public image, but it is. About it is near that. It's near your midhaven. Your uh, series is at fourteen degrees. Your midhaven is at nineteen degrees. So a part of your public image is in. Can I yell this from the mountaintops? I ain't trying to be in a little room in a little office, and my voice is not heard. Like. 
that's not that's not your mo especially when you've gone far and wide to get this knowledge right you're not someone who like you are someone if you want to know something there is no limit to how far you want to go if you're like i want to end but this this could also be that you don't really find value in learning about something right in front of you for instance say you want to learn about buddhism someone who has an aries who has an Aries would say, let me go find a book on Buddhism. You as a Pisces are going to say, like you just said, let me go to where the Buddhists are. I need to go all the way across the world to learn. I cannot learn in my hometown. Even if they have libraries, I'm going all the way over there because though that is where the information lies. You want to go. I wouldn't say to the source, but you want to go far to find what, where you want to expand like you feel like you shouldn't expand from here out you feel like you should expand from out in yeah i I definitely feel like there's you know we get a lot of we privilege the written text as a source of information but i feel like there's um, so much in just going to a a place right the experience there there are things that cannot be translated Mm -hmm. from experience yes going into the i guess the pisces north node the feeling there are things that you just you have to experience there's, there's parts of humanity you. yeah that you gotta yeah. go and be with yeah that's you very you can't write down what it means to be human you exactly. have to live and experience that that's and very that's a pisces kind of north node pisces midhaven hell yeah let's get out there learn what um, you're doing i'm a very my leadership style is do it with you i'm right. not for you not give you you know right do it with you let's walk together i love that and then we can talk about it you know kind of debrief and deconstruct but yeah no you're gonna you're gonna do this thing too yeah. yeah more facts about series series is uh it was named for the roman earth goddess of grain and harvest which is interesting because you're an earth sign oh, uh, so having an earth having a, a um an asteroid with this sort of staying power and this ability to make something grow is interesting the greek name for this earth goddess is demeter as goddess of the harvest and the natural process of fertility and renewal, Ceres represents in an individual chart the process of nurturing as well as motherhood and has been ex- experimentally attributed to the sign Cancer as a co-ruler with the moon. That just goes more into like you need you need to feel an emotional tie to something. Also, you need to feel like this is where I, this is what I should be doing. This is what I should be learning. This is where I should be. You need to feel a sense of like, no, I'm in my bag. Or I'm, I'm also like you also it's really important to you wherever you go that you you don't just take you're really big on like what am i giving to these people who are also giving to me there's a reciprocal energy versus someone who may be an aries ninth house they're like i'm just going to get this thing and then i'm leaving i don't really care you know they there's a sort of short-sightedness whereas like pisces and then with your series it's it's very focused around how can i be in a place learn something because it's ninth house is all about learning and expanding the mind and growing um and communications and long-term travel which makes sense why you're like i may go to a place where buddhists are and spend like two months there like that's very ninth house pisces um but it's to gain a greater sense of this aspect of humanity right it's a, it, the, the vision is huge the vision's <laughs> like we're solving world hunger right it's not like i'm going to just learn about buddhism the vision's not right in front of you the vision's like light years ahead of you yeah everybody has um, their tools you know? right right so with all of that being said with your ninth house and travel, you do want to feel like I'm coming and I'm making something better. I'm leaving something better than, than, than I found it. There's a sort, sense of renewal, a sense of planting a seed, so if you will. And that is that may also be a, a big, a huge draw for where you go in your destiny is where can I plant seeds? Where do these seeds need to be planted? Say you have this is someone who has a piece of information um, 
and feels like these specific people need this. And I'm going to go there and plant this seed. So funny. I feel like I'm listening to myself talk. Oh my God. I love that. Well, you, you, you I love when birth charts are affirming because I, I work hard to do a really good job on like being very accurate and being very clear and being very like, let me show you yourself. Yeah. So when I hear that, it feels good. Like, this is stuff I've said to me about me. Or this is what I say to people. Job interviews, typically. Yeah. Right? Or um, wherever I have to talk about myself. Not that I particularly care to do that. Yeah. But when I'm asked, um, that's it. Like, how do you... How, how can you... Okay, so for in the classroom, I tell my students, wherever you go, you are changing the environment. Mm-hmm. Even if you think just you're by your just presence. a passive yeah. observer, right? You're not. You're... Yeah, your environment everyone's active in this experience. So yeah. knowing that, um, we need to be deliberate about making a space better after we've left than how we found it. Period. Even if it's, you know, being aware of your your privilege or power and just like not touching anything by not right. saying anything, by keeping your mouth shut. Right. Maybe that's how you, you know, make a space better just by showing up and, and um, being open to receiving that information that Maybe people of color have to share with you in the space. Right. Or maybe it could be like rolling up your sleeves and and doing the work, you know, and mobilizing your knowledge. But definitely you should be leaving something behind that makes makes a thing, a space, uh, even a person through conversation um, better than than how you found it. Period. Because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Are you here? (laughs) Yeah. Pisces are not people who. Who sent you? (laughs) (laughs) Pisces are not people who half ass. So Pisces in ninth house is like, if I'm going to take the energy to go and to learn about this thing and to expand my mind in this way, I'm going to do it full out. I'm oh. not going to half-ass it. Yeah, I know it's a Taurus. Um, I'm going to get out of yeah, my bed. Yeah, if you're going to get out of your bed, <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to go full out. Um, so yeah, you, you had mentioned you want to talk about your empty houses. You have two. They're both in fire signs. You have a sixth house in Sag that has no planets in it and no placements uh, or no, no planets or asteroids. And you have your 10th house in Aries, which also has no planets and no um asteroids there mm-hmm. i always tell people when you have empty houses it just means there's there's no specific way this energy is going to happen it's just going to happen very broad over this area of your life with no specific influence for instance if your moon was in your sixth house how you go about work and health is going to be related to how you feel about work and health mm-hmm. but because you have no planets there how you go about your work and your health and your daily rituals and the things that you do are, are, am I moving forward? It's going to be in a very sad way. It's just overall going to be like, I'm going to do all of the things around work and health in, in a way that a sad would. So a, I'm going to make sure that it serves me. I'm not doing shit that don't serve me. Um, and B, I want to make sure that I'm growing, that I'm expanding, that there's a vision, um, that there's a path, but I want to make sure that I can, I can be free. I don't want to be confined I don't want to be in a cubicle. This is not someone who works at an office. This is someone who may have a desk in an office, but can also leave, but can also travel, but can also, you know, they can expand in their work. They need that. They need freedom. They need room to roam in their work life and also room to roam and room to kind of be free in how you deal with health. So this is someone who likes hiking. This is someone who likes mountain climbing. This is someone who um, has a lot of energy and just wants to try many different things and many different ways that they can move their body yeah. very six house touch so it's just it's just saying that this this energy is going to play out in this area of your life in a very broad way that's it it's not specific because there's nothing specifically that there's no conduit that it's going through right. you get what i'm saying right so with your ten thousand aries you may find yourself just stumbling upon a job 
You may find, like, literally. Yeah, it's like my Taurus. I don't want to stumble. I don't not, stumble. not stumble, but you may find yourself like, oh, I was talking to this person and they offered me a job. Like, you didn't, it just happened. It's going to be, be very abrupt because it's Aries. There's no plan for it to happen. There's no, like, yeah. I, I sought out, I did step by step to make, it's like, oh, no, I was just at a party and I met this person and we talked and they had a job opening and they hired me. Like, it's, it's very, that's your Aries. That's third house? Right? A tenth house. Tenth house. Tenth house career. Um, not, not really your public image. Your public image is your Midhaven, but it's in your, your tenth house of career and public life. Well, I need that to be activated um, here because I'm out here chasing the job. So, well, <laughs> it's an Aries. So things are going to start, stop a lot. It's going to be a lot of starting and stopping. It's going to be a lot of like, okay, I was on this path and I'm on this path. But trust that everything is going to work out for your greater good. It's just going to be very impulsive. Very impulsive areas. Because it's Aries. It's going to have a lot of momentum behind it to give. So when you do land somewhere, you do, you have a lot of go. You have a lot of, okay, we off. But then you may find like, okay, six months, a year in, uh, that job ain't suiting me. Right? Like that momentum may burn out quick. It may not be a five, six, seven year long lasting. This isn't someone who stays at a job forever. This is someone who has a job to gain a, or to, who works in a career field to gain a skill. Um, but they don't, they don't, once they gain the skill, they kind of move on. They don't really stay there. They have too much power. They have too much life source to kind of stay there. Okay, well, well, well how, okay, Lord, hold on now. Pause, mm-hmm. I'm not ready. This does sound true for um, certain friendships. It also sounds true for the, the job market in academia. But mm-hmm. I just interviewed for a position that is um, six years is like a, I don't know. Compared, compared to like probation. As long like as you love it, you're, you have staying period. power. It's not to say that the staying power is not there. You have staying power. When you, when your career, when which is going to start off kind of alone, like just kind of very impulsively, when your career, when you do get that job, when you do, when that impulsive thing kind of does pop off, as long as it's somewhere where you enjoy, as long as it's, a, like I said, aligned with your 11th house, mm-hmm. the staying power is there. The abundance is there. The growth is there. The life source is there. You'll never run out of fuel there. But it's going to take you a lot of tries to get there because you're not just going to get there off of one try. Oh, I'm almost there. I just need so. people to go ahead and make that offer. Good good folks of California, go make that offer. Um, I mean, well, we have a lot going on in Taurus right now. So if it's for you, it's going to be for you. But if it's not for you, if, if, it's not, if, it's not, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to say it wasn't solid because we have Uranus in Taurus right now. And Uranus is all about... Um, the gas and we have Mercury in in Taurus. So and about the retrograde. Your Mercury is uh, it, your Mercury. Mer- it's in your home sign. Yeah. So as long as it makes sense, Maybe it'll go through. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, and based on the reading, like what? Oh, you also have another house, another empty house. You have your fourth house. Oh yeah, I got a lot of empty. Of um, my mind went blank. Oh, sorry. Fourth house of family, home. Um, all of that is in Libra. You have a very strong maternal foundation. Grandmothers. You, or you find a lot of wisdom. You find a lot of, like, support in the maternal aspect because you're, it's in, Le- it's in Libra. Your fourth house is in Libra. You, you may find that you, not flock, but you may find that you, like, gravitate towards older women older motherly oh my god you could teach me you could take me out of my way like that type of energy you find mentor you find your greatest mentors are probably older women um or women a little bit older than you or women kind of in your age range or more more so older than you not at all but also 
because it's an empty house, this could be overall in life. Like, this doesn't have to be. It's, it's just going to happen. What I, what I think about when I think about this Libra uh, fourth house, Libras are relational, but they, they're, they're air signs. So they're not going to stay long. This is, this is a motherly figure who you may find at a job. And she gives you a little bit of advice to kind of get you through. But then when you move on, you probably don't stay in touch with her. Even me. Um, but it is it is gonna mm-hmm. come through this avenue of some maternal energy or some yeah, feminine no, energy, feminine be. energy, I should say. Uh, yeah, there's no overall way it's gonna happen though. Yeah, uh, there also could be a lot for you to unpack with your own femininity and your own ideas of love through the gaze of your mother, of your grandmother, of your aunts, of your cousins, of all of the people, all of the the feminine energies around you. Uh, Right, that are exp- that are navigating relationships. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we touched on your empty houses. I, there was something else you want to talk about. Anything like pertinent, pertinent, pertinent? Let's see. We have you. I want to talk about your ascendant. Your first house uh, is in Cancer mm-hmm. at four degrees, which means that you pride yourself on caring for the relationships you have. Really big. You're like, if you're gonna be in my life, I'm caring for you. First of all, you're not going to be in my life if I don't see you staying here because it's, it's in the fourth house. So there has to be some sort of foundational energy like, okay, we can build something together. Yeah, and we're going to do um, And I'm going to take care of you and you're going to take care of me. You do have the capacity to listen to a lot of, people, of people's emotions, but you may not feel the need to express them, honestly. Or by the time, I guess, people would express them, you've already gone through your Taurus Gemini. I've already sat with it. I've already processed it. So by the time, I guess, normal people would express it. I've already done that. I don't really need to express it, you know? Yeah. Um, but but you, That's with so it being funny. Cancer, you could take in the energy a lot. You could, you may find that people call you and just dump shit on you. At all times. Because they trust you. There's a level of trust. Uh, fourth is all about stability and foundation. So there's a level of trust and there's a level of like, I trust that i can share with you and i trust that you can you can help me i hold a lot of people's secrets but i would also i'm sure <laughs> a lot of uh, but i would also say set some boundaries up for yourself because that that weighs on you that it sucks the life out of you it's in your first house i sleep a whole lot oh yeah and i work my ass off in the gym makes sense <laughs> makes sense i'm purging other people's shit you want to, so your South Node is in Virgo. Let's talk about yeah, your South Can we talk Nord. about my relationship? Your with South Node is also with your Moon, so it, it's giving like you need to learn what to be attached to and what to be not not attached to first. I should have started with that. Um, it's in your third house of communication, so you're going to be attached to really anything that stimulates you. Damn. <laughs> or you oh. you're going to feel like like this could be someone who like has a really good conversation with someone, and now you're like, oh my god, we're going to be friends. Let's talk tomorrow, and then they just don't talk to you, and you're like, what? But it, that was a moment where you're like, enjoy it for now, but it's not going to last. Like you know, it's also Virgo. Um, Virgo is all about harvest. It, it's like Virgo's the gardener. Virgo's like the one who who peels back the layers, who tills the soil, who does the hard work of something. Mm-hmm. Um, so with you, it's like if I did the hard work, it's it's gonna serve me on some level because your moon is there. You ain't gonna do nothing that you don't feel like doing. Period. <laughs> like that. And Virgos are already very stubborn, bossy. I I do what I want to do type people. So with your moon there, your moon is definitely giving like if I do not feel like doing it, I will not. <laughs> I don't care how much money I make. I don't care 
how like I if I don't want to I ain't doing it if I if my it could just be like I don't feel like it today like that is very you but you also have this sense of go-getter and you're also like it has to make sense things have to make sense to you you are really big on things making sense you and if you feel like they don't make sense you eat you feel even more adversity to doing it you're like the fact that it's not all lining up for me is giving messy that's that's your Virgo your Virgo third house is like it's giving messy it's giving get your shit together I don't want to interfere with that Right. And it's way too much work for me. Logical first, and then I can put my heart behind it right. if it makes sense. Right. And but then we'll go. So your opposition is there. Um, oh, damn. Or not your opposition. You ha- your North Node, which is also in opposition to your public, your um, Midhaven, which is your public image, is oh, in opposition okay. to your South Node. Your Midhaven, your yeah. highest point of exaltation. That is where your public image, that's almost where like you're put on a pedestal in your chart. That's where your point of exaltation is up here. Okay. In your ninth house with your south node okay what does that look like and then you say it's an opposition it's an opposition so it's directly in the sky from your north node which means it's creating like i said like uh we talked about with your pluto and your Mm um 11th house placements it's setting up kind of this opposition these two forces are working against each other okay you want to do this you want to be exalted you want to be in a role of of um prestige but also you want to get there in a way that that feels like it made sense. That feels like you covered all your boxes. That feels like you didn't just race to the top and now oh, yeah, you're, no, you're left without resources. Because... Yeah, yeah, you want it to make sense. But with that, it could also be said that sometimes you be slowing yourself down because you be thinking you need stuff that you really don't need right now. Mm. Like the Vir- the Virgo in third house is giving like, I need to know every single thing before I can take step one. And wow. with your Pisces, you just got to flow. Trust that you're going to get to where you want to get to. It's almost like letting yourself float out into the ocean. Like, Pisces are like, I'm going to go to the sun. Like, <laughs> right? The <laughs> and they're going to take the ocean to get there. And, the, you know, the sun could be right here. And Pisces are like, I'm going to float to the sun. And then they're going to flow this way. And they're like, I'm headed to the sun. And they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to flow. But Virgos are like, no, I'm going to flow to the sun. I'm going to take a boat. I'm going to make sure that boat has enough gas. I'm going to, like, make sure my sails are set. How's the wind? Like, that's what, there's a difference in how they go about getting to the sun. Pisces what like, your south note is saying, trust that you'll get there a little bit. Don't, you don't need to know everything to take the first step. As long as you know enough to take the first step, take the first step, period. I had a Capricorn tell me that. She's like, trust just, that you just go. No, what she said was, um, it doesn't have to be perfect, just that's another thing just submit your moon sign is in virgo you are a perfectionist period it can be perfectly imperfect you are very but also you could sit on a lot of things that just need to be they don't you don't need to be sitting on this like you're done with it let it go put it out do whatever with it um okay you don't have to know everything trust that like what you will what you need to know will come to you because it's in your third house you're not gonna you're not gonna be unequipped you are a Virgo in third house. You going to find the information. If you have a question, you will find the answer. Trust that. So maybe allow yourself to Ask jot down the questions. No, no, because you're, you're good at the question. That's not the problem. The problem is you overwhelm yourself with information that, A, you end up spending too much time gathering information that you could have spent on actually going. Right. Or you end up with so much information that you don't really know what to do paralyze myself all right and if you don't feel confident you're not going nowhere because your moon is in virgo my moon's like if i don't feel like a boss i'm not going outside (laughs) yeah we are not bossing today i'm not going outside no one's gonna see me 
your your emotions are attached to your work it's attached to your labor it's attached to your mind and how you use your mind you are you feel only as valuable as how you can exercise your yourself mm-hmm. uh, with that being said though allow your imperfections to shine a bit more through don't don't ch- like and and maybe write down the questions and then ask yourself do i need this answer today do i need this answer to get started I do more. Okay. Do I need this answer to to do something? Okay. That is your point. So you that's kind of like your fence. Yeah. To keep to only let the information in that you can handle, that you need. That's gonna get that's not gonna immob, that's not gonna immobilize you, but it's gonna mobilize you to go, to 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 move forward. And then when you're when you get information that or when you get a question that you're like, I actually don't really need that today. Okay, I'm gonna work with what I need. And then trust trust because you are you have a pisces midhaven so things are just going to flow to you they're not you aren't i want to make this clear you are not someone who has to seek their destiny your destiny is going to find you everyone's destiny is going to find them but your destiny is going to literally flow to you it's going to literally just like natural but almost you may you may find that you actually flowed to each other you may find that like you were in the ocean and you thought you were lost and then somehow you just bumped into it but y'all were all y'all were meeting at some point, it just didn't happen on the direct path that you had envisioned for yourself because you're you're a Virgo. You're like, okay, if I have a plan, I need to know step A through Z, and then I also need a plan B, and then I also need a plan D and E, just in case my plan B is not really solid at the time that I actually have to use my plan B. That's kind of how you work, but also instead of doing that, be like, okay, I have a plan A that's solid. Maybe I'm gonna make a rough draft of a plan B because you're a Virgo, you ain't just gonna be with one plan. That's just not gonna happen. That's not realistic. You wanna feel like you have a, a safety net, something to kinda like hold you in case you fall a little bit because your your moon is right there. You don't wanna feel unsecure. You need to feel secure. Um pre-Saturn return me, yeah. All of, yeah. All of this is pre-Saturn return me. In now, I'm like mm-hmm. mm, I see things coming up and i'm like because the whole idea is when you me yeah well the whole idea is that when you're you're on your saturn return so you're when you pass your saturn return you're probably on this side of the spec if you if you if you're aware and you did the work (laughs) you're probably closer to your north node than you are to your south node so you're closer to exhibiting these but these are still here these still come up you still find moments of obsessing over like or you find moments where you're like i'm working on this thing with these people and i don't know if they did their portion and i want to badger them but i don't really know like i feel like i want to ask them like you may find these moments where you want to be overbearing where you want to micromanage where you want to like but you also may be like but i'm gonna just flow i got all this other shit that i'm working on yeah let me go do some of that because you know my my large vision isn't dependent on on this one thing with this one group right oh so with your South Node in Virgo and any South Node in Virgos, I would say loosen the fuck up. <laughs> like, loosen the fuck up. Stop being so damn uptight. Stop feeling like you need everything in a row. Stop feeling like people that don't have A through Z figured out do not have their shit together. Like, that is not the fa- that's not the case. You are just Virgo. Virgos, period, are just people that feel like they know it all. They just naturally are know-it-alls. A, because they're Earth signs. So they have this sense of like, I'm here and this is it. And I know this is true. But B, they're ruled by Mercury. So they feel like I know it all because I've done all of the research. Man. You probably missed a, a resource or two, but I got all the info. So yeah, you should just listen the to me. 
audience. Come on, no, right. no, but it's just like the experience to back that up because there's things. That you and it's good. If, it's good if you if you've done your resource or your research and you can bring it. You know, if you can come and say, "Here's what I have, and here's what I've accumulated." Yes, it's good. But like having it and being debilitated by it don't mean shit. You know, you're like, "Oh, I got all the information, but I actually don't know what to do with it." Like it means literally nothing. Um, do we have time for celliums? Yeah. You have a lot of celliums. <laughs> you have three. If we're counting asteroids, you have three stelliums. I also want to talk about your eighth house because you did. I want to talk about eighth house. Um, and was that, was that it? Eighth house, stelliums. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover? I mean, if you have time, I have all the questions. I just, you know. Yeah. Whatever. This is going to be like a four-hour podcast. <laughs> you know what Like, whatever you need. Uh, I, can, I can stop or go. Keep going. Whatever. Okay, well, let's talk about your stelliums. Stelliums are really just placement, places in your chart where three or more planets or planetary bodies lie and that just means like this is where a lot of energy is being put for for lack of better words um so your 11th house a lot of energy is being put into into getting you with the right group (laughs) yeah like a lot of your energy is like let's get you to the right group because once we can get you to that group everything can work i'm always talking about. so you're always on this search of like yeah finding a tribe literally um, so a lot of your Literally. resources and energy is put towards finding a tribe and a lot of your resources and energy is put towards building solid, lasting relationships. And also a lot of your resources also in the midst of that, I want to be on my purpose and I want to learn and I want to grow and I want to expand. I don't want to do, I want to do it all. Sounds like Virgo. Um, come on, come on, Virgo. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about your seventh house. That's pretty much stellium. There's nothing really to know about celliums. It just means like these energies are kind of working in this area the most. This is where it's being amplified. No, this is good though. I mean, yeah. it, it didn't have to be a lot. I just didn't know how to interpret yeah. that. But yeah, so stelliums mean good. like these, these, these also energies can kind of help each other. So like, the, like I said, remember your sun helps your Jupiter, but it can also work against you if you're not yeah. being in your light. Um, you may find that you ain't getting a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it just means that these planets can kind of help each other out because technically depending on where they are in the same house, you can make a trine, which means they kind of flow together. They kind of... Mm-hmm lend to each other i scratch my back you scratch yours yeah, uh, yeah. you do let me see do you have any squares yeah you got you got some squares some. from your yeah but they're not like what i would say super heavy um they make sense okay let's talk about your eighth house your eighth house in aquarius you may have a natural first of all eighth house is all about magic it's all about the occult it's all about hidden practices and desires oh yes uh, let's talk about that we should start with yeah like, we should start with everything <laughs> it is also about debts other people's money what's yours what's other people's what's your power what's other people's power it's how you interact because it's coming from your seventh house of relationships contractual relationships intimate relationships um partnerships to your eighth house okay now that it's us what's yours and what's mine right okay. so with it in aquarius you can kind of get lost in the sauce and feel like what's yours is everybody's. <laughs> and then oh. kind of inadvertently get upset when it's taken. <laughs> but also you're like, but I gave it. So it's this weird energy of like, because when you give it, you That's give it fair. from a detached place. Because Aquarius are like, I'll get more. I don't really need it. I don't care. Like they have this sort of like nonchalantness about everything. And your Mars is there. So you're like, I'm going to work this way. I'm going to work in ways that allow me to give what I have, but bitch, don't take it. Because it ain't yours. It's mine. I'm just lending it. Right? So I think you can be clear. It's like a library. Right. Don't take my mind. You can take the information, but you better quote me. You know, like, 
that's very eighth house and Aquarius. It could also be that you more so this eighth house in Aquarius is giving like someone who would be more invested in managing the crypto of someone else like a, it's like someone else's crypto portfolio or like a portfolio like this is someone who who how do i say this who wants to bring their power to what someone else already has and just amplify it but you want them to know I, i'm shining bright because i showed up you know like you you only brighter because i'm here so there's a sense of like i'm here to give but don't take from me with this eighth house, eighth house in Aquarius. It's true. Like, some people, they realize that when I leave. Yeah. I've had someone yeah. tell me that, like... And this could also be a lot of that, like, I will walk away if you do not see my power. If you try to take advantage of my power, I will leave. I will detach so quick. Um, Aquarius is, they're, they're quick to detach. But they're also, you're also big on, like, if I'm going to be over here, I'm going to do some work. I ain't just going to be here. Like, because your Mars is there. Your Mars is like, I want to work. I want to use my mind. I want to I wanna do something with the information that I've acquired everywhere else. Right. Leave now me. I'm going to show up here with you in this dynamic and bring you what I've accumulated. But do not that. take, but we do not say it's yours. Like, there's a really clear, the yeah. minute I feel taken advantage of, I am dipping. In the house. Oh, yeah. And you have your palace there. Uh, let's what talk about palace. Palace is an asteroid. We're going to talk about palace. Palace is the second of four major asteroids to be discovered in 1802. The four major asteroids of Ceres, which we talked about. Palace, Juno, which we talked about, and Vesta. Uh, they were discovered a few years apart from each other. Palace represents the wisdom of feminine spirit. Again, it goes to, I'm going to give you my wisdom, but don't take it as yours. <laughs> know that I gave it to you and know that it's mine when I leave. Like, so funny. Cite your source. Right. That's, that's very much you. Cite your source. What black woman did you get this from? You know, like that's, you're also, you're really big on the wisdom. Giving credit or credit. You, like you did the work for that. Right. Like, right. Which I totally empathize with your story earlier. Yes. Very, aqua right, very Aquarius in, in eighth house. People will take your ideas as theirs. They just will. You may come and give it to them nonchalantly like they didn't really mean nothing to you, but they will take it and run with it and make it seem like it's all theirs. And make hella money. Yes. That's, it's, it's. And I so, like a and your eighth house is always like plays where, places where this this cycle is always going to repeat itself. You're, this is this is a com this is an ongoing thing. You are always going to be dealing with people not knowing the difference between what's your knowledge and what's theirs, and what they came with and what you brought to them. They're, they they gonna feel like okay, you brought it to me, but I feel like I already knew that. And you're like, nope, 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 you did it. I brought it, you know. So you have to a make sure that you are always clear about what is yours and what is theirs. If someone says something that you feel like, oh, I, I feel like I told you that, make sure that that's known. You don't have to be an asshole about it, but I think you also, because for you, it's, it, your, your 11th house and all your placements there are making a sextile to your 8th house. So it's like you want to feel valued and you can only feel valued if you're acknowledged. You, you're going to be like, if you don't show, if you don't, 8th house is like if I bring you something or I bring you a piece of wisdom that allows you to grow and expand because that's what you're going to do. I'm not going to give you anything that's not going to make you grow because your Jupiter is making a sextile to your Mars. I'm not going to go after something that doesn't have growth power, right. growth potential. Like just say but thank you. the, the minute, right, you. the minute you, f I don't feel valued, I will cut off the fucking well. You get nothing. You shall struggle. So there is that sense of like you want to feel 
valued but you also you and you also want to feel like in some way you want to do things different you don't really get along with people who follow the norm <laughs> you may find that you have friction with people who kind of like share group think um you have trouble getting along with people who are very short-sighted who don't who aren't able to be nuanced um yeah yeah those yeah. are just elements that that just happen um you have a lot of direct intellectual strong and focused energy aquarius is a very direct air sign it, it when i think about the air signs i like to say um libras are like libras are like they're like just how would i describe them Libras are, like, one of the hardest air signs. I'd be forgetting their air signs half the time. Libras are, like, the air in in an empty water bottle. Mm. They're very much, I'm here, I'm taking, it's me and this water bottle. We are flowing together, right? But also not there. But also I'm not here. <laughs> I don't know if I want to stay in. I might want to come out, you know? Yeah. Geminis are literally the wind. We are everything and a thing. We are all here. We are no. We are not here. You may feel us. You may not feel us. We come like we're everywhere. Aquariuses are very direct. Aquarius is the air that b- comes out when you blow out a candle. It is that direct air. That is Aquarius. It is like I'm coming and I'm going here, um, but it's gonna come in a very windy type of way. So when I think about an Aquarius Mars, this is someone who, when they go after something. There's a reason. If I'm going to work, there's a there's something I'm working. To. I know my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna start and hope that I end up where I end. Like I'm working towards something, or I'm acting to fulfill something. There's a very direct. Mm-hmm. I do this there for this. Um, which is to say, which is also why you're like, if I'm gonna show up and give something, I want it to be acknowledged because I didn't just fucking do this for nothing. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, Aquariuses hate wasting their time. They hate being in places where they're not challenged. So you want to be around people who you can grow. And that, that's probably why you show up with wisdom because you're like, I'm hoping you are too. Like, I'm hoping you are. Too. I need you to bring me something. Like, I'm bringing you something. Uh, and there's a sense of you find your independence with your mind. You literally feel you are only as independent as the thoughts you have for yourself, not the thoughts that are given to you. Does that make sense? So I'm making money, like, creating in a room by myself, but where do the people come It's in? not, this isn't your making money. Your, your second house is your money. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, your eighth house is, this is what I have and what other people have and how oh, okay. those things work together. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so what I bring as a direct source of, like, vetted information I know what to do with it. I know what kind of conversations I want to have with it. I know what I, I know when to give this gem. I show my I bring I show up with my facts. You show up with your right, mind. right, and let's and, and let's facts. make something out of that. But let's also know what each party has. What is your what is of your original thought and what is of my original thought? I feel like in this way you could work well building something with someone else but i would say only do it if you are okay with your thoughts and your ideas being shared outside of just you if you're okay with not being the face of it because with aquarius that it's it's your eighth house it's gonna get muggy something it's gonna get muggy someone's gonna take something of someone's it just is 
Um, so only do that if you're okay with your intellectual knowledge and your mind and, what, and your whatever you've come with. If you only give it if you want to give it. Yeah, I say that. Do not give it if you are going to ask for it back. Just, just say thank you. That's all. Yeah. Or, or write a check. I don't know. I don't need to be the face. Yeah. This is kind of what. Yeah, you. But you do want your contributions to be attached to you. You're like, I don't need. I don't need to be silenced. I don't need to be invisible. I want. If I'm going to come and I'm going to bring something, a because I'm bringing it a value. I want it to be acknowledged in some way. Yeah. Put my name in the credits. I just just leave something for other people to find me so that I can remain a part of the conversation. Yeah. And with your second house of money and values and resources, it's in Leo. And your Lilith is there as well. So yeah, a lot of Lilith and Leo. Okay. A lot of how you feel about yourself is attached to how you feel about yourself. A lot of what you have is I know that made no sense. A lot of what you have is attached to how you feel about yourself. With your Lilith and Leo, it's giving very like um my Chiron is in Leo, so that's interesting. Lilith Lilith is the suppressed nature of you, where you naturally are suppressed. Either where you suppress yourself or where other people suppress you. Oh, tell me, tell me. So I With it in Leo, boundaries. you either you suppress your own energy or other people suppress you. Other people are like, you too much. You need to tone it down. Aww. You may come into a room and other people will be like, mm, you break it down. You may feel like in moments you're being shrunken. You may also feel like in certain... You, this is someone who is working somewhere and they feel like, I should be getting paid more. And they ask for more. And the person's like, nah, you ain't getting paid more. Lilith and Leo. Lilith and Leo in the second house. It's very like, I feel like I should get this because of this. And you're like, nah. And they're like, nah. It's, it, they suppress you in some way. So the thing for you to do is keep pushing forward. No, no. I feel like, like it's almost like a, like a lion. I'm going a, I'm to a bark. I'm going to say it nice. Don't make me roar. I'm going to say it nice. I'm going to say it louder. Right. So with, and then I'll burn it down. Tr- and that, that also is in opposition to what we just talked about your eighth house. You want to be acknowledged because you have Leo in second house. I need you to know that that was mine. Period. Like but it you, have to be loud though. It it doesn't, but it has to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be there. And, and with your Leo, to be able to find and the it. Leo is like, if you don't, I will. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Leo's gonna show up like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. So with your Leo in your second house, anything you have, you have to feel confident about you have to feel like it adds to your life worth you have to feel like it makes you bigger makes you bolder makes you able to do what you do better um yeah which is probably what leos are like i'm not gonna go from one thing to another thing unless i make more money why like because and leos they are they're like i need why would i go for less pay like that doesn't make sense right that doesn't make sense sense. (laughs) that doesn't make sense they're very like no, I'm worth this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like we touched on a good amount. Yeah, we pretty much touched on everything. We just kind of went around. I hope you're following along if you're listening to this. Um, I hope you kind of, like, gained something and understood and are able to understand the planets and the signs and the placements. And I hope you gained something and are able to understand yourself a bit better and understand kind of, like, what you... I sure did, or else I wouldn't yeah. have shown up. I'm excited. <laughs> I knew I'm you excited. were gonna come with this. Oh, we brought it all, and we didn't even get into aspects. This could have been like a two and a half hour recording, but we didn't get into aspects. We got into some aspects, um, some oppositions and things, but we didn't get into many. Um, uh, but we will unpack those at a later time on this podcast. 
Okay. Yes, an overall message. I want to leave you with a message for your 34th year. Something to lean into your 34th year. Let me, let me, in my mind, I have a really good photographic memory, so I got to see where the planets are now and where they're going to be transiting. Um, so Jupiter, ooh, here we go. Jupiter is about to move into Aries, your 10th house of work, a career. So which means that like, you could be getting a lot more career opportunities, a lot more money. Um, this is the, Jupiter moves into your 10th house and it says, I am here to grow. We are here to get you more. We're here to get you promoted. We're here to get you in front of like bit more prestige. We're here to get you around places where you can grow and expand and like anything 10th house, anything you want to do in your career. Jupiter's like, we here, what we doing? And it's going to be sextiling your 11th house where your home, where your natal Jupiter is. So they're, those two Jupiters are going to be working together. As long as, as, long as you want it, mm-hmm. you feel like you can, you can use your mind and you can will it, mm-hmm. you can have it. And that's going to be from May. Ooh, let me not get these dates wrong. From May to October. And then Jupiter is going to go back into Pisces, your, your ninth house um, of growth and expansion. And it's going to, to amplify things there, which, which you may feel like, okay, because Jupiter is going to come into your 10th house, light up your public life, light up your um, career area, and then it's going to go back to your ninth and say, okay, now how, how can we bring this to the public? Oh, dear God. I'm yeah. so excited. Your 10th house is the work you, the career, your career so life excited. as a whole, your, your public image, your midhaven is who you are to the public, how your career is shown to the public. This is going to get interesting. Yeah. So that's going to be really good. I would definitely say lean in to your curiosities, but don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed by them. So you say October. So by October. By May. It's going to enter in May. Jupiter is going to enter. It's coming out of Pisces. It's going to enter Aries in May. Okay. Um, And it's going to stay there till October. And then it's going to go back into Pisces. Um, until the end of the year. Okay, so once we get to October, then I should be thinking about, like, in terms of the future. Once, once, well, once you, let, let Jupiter do its thing through your 10th house and see where you land, because wherever you land is going to determine, okay, now that I'm here, okay. how do I want to show up publicly? Okay. How am I, how is where I landed in alignment with my destiny? Oh, jeez. How is where I landed going to allow me to plant seeds here okay what can i nurture in this new environment that i'm in where can i grow does this place that i'm in allow me to travel that's a really big thing for your ninth house your your destiny is set up on i need to go everywhere i can only heal everywhere if i'm everywhere literally (laughs) so you're literally like and and you don't do it all at once obviously but you're that's an important thing for you you're like is there room for me to go somewhere else and do this work if i have to do this work in this office right here i ain't staying here and taking people with right i can only bring back where what i have gone to i cannot bring back something i have not gone to so i have to go get the things go get the things all right Which means I gotta get out of bed. Gotta get out of bed (laughs) and out of the the nice restaurant. I would definitely say that's a message for you. And and trust that you are where you need to be. You are where you need to be. This is definitely great for past, present, and future things. Mm -hmm. As we talked about before the reading, and then just stuff that I'm anticipating, right? It's kind of pending, and then just kind of what I want based on the pending things and past actions to get me to. You know. Yeah, 
And Mercury is about to retrograde through your 12th house. So some of the things that you felt like were just out of your reach are going to be coming to to show themselves to you, but also to allow you to kind of like look through them. Flip through your Rolodex of ideas, of thoughts, of of people. Is this person really here for me? Let me let me review our interactions. Okay. That's Mercury. Mercury's retro. It's about to enter Gemini. It's going to retrograde on May 10th. It just it's just it, it just entered its pre-retrograde shadow. So it's in your 11th house right now, a friendship. So you may feel a lot of friction with people. You may feel a lot of like, oh, I said this to that person, but that, they, they interpreted it totally different. Um, oh, that was a conversation this morning. Yeah, <laughs> this could be a lot of, because Mercury's going through your 11th house right now. So a lot of, it's there's a lot of friction shit. between yeah. what you're thinking and doing and, and articulating and what's being received. Um, but it's about to go through your 12th house, which is going to illuminate that muggy part where where the where the wires got crossed it's literally going to be like here's where what you said did not get interpreted the right way yeah as it goes through your 12th house it's like let's let's turn on the lights here let's look at these hidden realms um so so what i would say is retrogrades are what six four weeks six how long are four weeks four weeks yeah okay um since we're on retrogrades i know you maybe ended it but maybe some editing because i'm we're still here and if i owe you for this let me know i know but when i was so, you know, some people are born with planets in retrograde. Yeah. I don't know if this shows us, but what does that mean? Because I know when I hear people talking about, oh, my God, we're going. Well, when you're born with a planet in retrograde, how where, what everyone else experiences on one moment, that's your life all the time. <laughs> like, you're like, I, my life is always reviewing. I don't know why you all are upset about having to stop and, like, things not falling apart. My life is literally set up to fall apart. Like, so people with retrograded planets, people with planets that are, full like, full moons, eclipses, they naturally live in the energy that we only experience two, three times a year. Retro Mercury retrograde for me is always like a pleasant experience. And people are like, oh my God. And I'm like, what's the problem? But I don't think I wasn't born with Mercury retrograde. Yeah, I but I think you also, yeah. with your Mercury and Taurus, and with your Mercury and Taurus, I think naturally you're, you review naturally you're like i'm not doing nothing until i got down to the quality of what i'm doing it gotta make sense so you're gonna do naturally what Mer- well and so mercury's retrogrades tend to be more peaceful for me because should slow down and i can just- yeah and you can do what you do naturally <laughs> right whereas people someone like me who has a mercury and who's gemini um but has a mercury in cancer when mercury retrogrades happen for me it's it's, it's a lot of like <laughs> I don't know. A lot of, like, where I direct my power, it doesn't give me what I want back. But that's because, like, as a mercurial sign, Mm -hmm. those moments for me are moments of, like, let me prepare myself and make sure I know where I wanted to put my power before I do it. Um, Yeah. So it just shows up differently for everyone. Does your communication change? Like, are you more deliberate? Is there more qualifying? I'm more, yeah. What? There are more qualifying questions. I'm definitely more like, let me make sure I'm crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. Um, But I think for me, there's also more... I would say I kind of do kind of withdraw and go a little bit in my own world. And I'm more like an inner processor during Mercury Retrograde. I'm like processing myself. Like, what's, are we on the right path? What are we doing? Okay, does this make sense? No, this doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, what do I need? What do I not? You know, like, that's kind of where it goes. So it's more so, into, Mercury Retrogrades are more, are very internal for me. They don't, 
you know, and they only reflect externally if I'm very, if that energy comes out. Like, if I'm very, like, feeling like shit's going to fall apart, then externally shit's going to fall apart. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I brought it out. You brought right? it out, yeah. Yeah, so I have to be very careful, which is why I usually stay inside. And I'm like, I'm just going to work on myself and, like, <laughs> make sure I'm, like, where I'm supposed to be. Um, and it's interesting that this Mercury retrograde is literally happening, like, it ends kind of near, near my birthday. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm leaning into this. What's what's um, going on the 29th? Something of one of the big planets, I think, is retrograding. Make Jupiter. Maybe. Adrian. On my mind, I can't think. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to look it up. It, um... I got we do have... We, we, are, we are entering a new... Like, eclipse season's, hap- eclipse season's happening um, this weekend. So, that'll be a huge turning point for you. The eclipse is in your 11th house. So, this is a huge change moment of changing <laughs> guards yeah. moment of like okay i was in that association i was with these people now i'm over here with these people i'm switching seasons eclipse season is, is a moment of hue of, of shift oh, it takes me so long to get used to exactly. the people and now i gotta find- but now we're gonna be in a new eclipse season this is the second of of three we had our first eclipse in november mm-hmm. um this is the second the second chapter of that yeah um, so it's just following on what was happening in November. So think back to November and what was going on and where you were at with associations and people and what you were trying to figure out and where you wanted to be. God, this is why journaling is so important. This is exactly why journaling is so important. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yes, we can dissect this chart like literally all day long because it's, it's your whole life. So I would definitely recommend if you have not, don't know your birth chart, go to astro.com. You definitely need your exact birth time. There are... Birth, re- birth chart rectifications you could do, but you have to, I would definitely go to someone who is certified to do them um, because, yeah, it's, it's an extensive process. But I hope you gained a lot. I hope you gained a lot. I hope you step into this 34th year kind of like a bit more confident, a bit more knowledgeable, a bit more sure of where you are and what you're doing and what you've been through. Guns blazing, um, blazing saddles. And I love this. Uh, so this was kind of just a live birth chart reading that I wanted to do to kind of kick off what I'm going to call our character study where every week or maybe not every week, every month every astrological month we'll get into a new sign so look out for the episode that is going to break down Taurus's to a fucking t this is kind of an overall but i do i'm gonna do a whole episode dedicated to Tauruses and understanding Tauruses. and this is gonna be we're gonna talk about taurus and all of the planetary elements so taurus is a mars taurus is a moon taurus is a sun all of that we're gonna get into all things taurus um and yeah i'm very excited for that and then once we do the character study on signs we're gonna go into houses and and planets and it's gonna be a whole thing so join me for the ride and i hope you enjoy this little kickoff episode um until next time my name is peace and maisha where can the people find you oh gosh i'm on instagram at maisha chanel and that's yeah that's i'll I'll, it. yeah <laughs> i'll tag the uh or i'll i'll post it in the description and yeah, if you're looking for an anthropologist or want someone to come and talk knowledge be knowledgeable knowledgeably about black cowboys. Black masculinity, black, black masculinity. manhood in the twenty so twenty first century manhood, um you know. Southern identity, all of all all we things unpack gender, it. all things race. Um yeah, that's yeah, that would be that would be Get nice. at her because she's very knowledgeable. And thank you so much for trusting me to do this. Thank you. Till next time, people. Bye. Yeah. This is a message from the mother. Let's go, girl. She told me to tell my brother. She loves you. And I do too.